Hey guys, welcome back to the Fesh Fit Podcast, where we talk about all things Irish dance strength, conditioning, technique, and mindset to help you crush your dancing goals. Today, we are going to be getting into a simple concept that can often feel quite challenging, not only for dancers, but I think for all humans. This is a conversation I've had with multiple dancers in the past few months in my online coaching program for like different areas they're struggling with. So I thought it'd be helpful to do a whole episode here um, covering it. We are going to be diving into the importance of asking for what you want in your dancing and in your life. Before we get into things, Really quick, if you could take two seconds and rate and review, leave a review for this podcast, that would be amazing. Um, If you find it really helpful and you learn something from it, if you could give it a five-star review, that'd be awesome. Um, And if you don't like it, you know, don't leave a review. No, just kidding. But anyways, (laughs) if you find it helpful, please take two seconds, rate and review the podcast. Um, That helps me be able to grow the podcast and to continue to provide you guys with this free content. Cool. So anyways, back to our topic today. As a competitive Irish dancer, it's crucial to remember that you have the power to advocate for yourself and pursue your goals with confidence versus just sitting on the sidelines, hoping that you'll somehow, some way get what you need. So let's talk about why asking for what you want is so essential. This is not only an important skill for dancing, but for literally everything in life, business, school, relationships, literally everything. First and foremost, asking for what you want allows you to progress and improve as a dancer. I want you guys to picture this. You're in dance class and you aren't getting any feedback over things to work on. Like you go to dance, you run through your dance, you have fun, but you're getting frustrated because you don't actually know what you need to improve. So then you go to a fesh, okay? And at the fesh, you don't do as well as you'd like. You actually like don't do well at all. And then you feel even more frustrated because you aren't sure what else you need to do to improve your dancing. So then you go back to dance class, you're feeling kind of like frustrated and start feeling like increasingly resentful because you still aren't getting the feedback you want. Um, You still don't get any feedback because you didn't say anything. Um, And then you go to a fashion room too as well. And it's just like this this constant cycle you're in of not asking for what you want, not getting your needs met, getting upset, not getting what you want. It just goes over and over and over again. In that scenario, you have a couple of different options. You can either stay stuck and stay frustrated because you aren't getting the feedback and how you need to improve, or you can choose to go up and ask for what you want. And in that case, it would be getting feedback. In this case, asking for what you want is super simple, but for whatever reason, I totally get it can sometimes feel pretty intimidating and just like feel awkward if it's something you haven't done before. Because just like any new pattern of behavior or new skill, the first few times you do it, it can feel like very unnatural and awkward and not like yourself. But over time, it becomes much easier to do 
and just becomes part of who you are. Maybe you're afraid of like bothering your teachers or feel like they'd rather give feedback to someone else or they don't want to give you feedback because it's too much work or your desire to do better in competition and really become, you know, the top dancer you want to become isn't valid or whatever story you make up in your head. But there are a couple of really important things to understand in this scenario. Um, so let's get into them. So first off, it's really important to understand that your teachers aren't mind readers, okay? Your teachers may be amazing. We look up to them. They may be wonderful coaches, wonderful dancers, but they aren't psychic. If you are feeling frustrated because you aren't getting feedback or you aren't getting another, like one of your needs met, and you haven't asked your teacher for that feedback or for whatever that need is, there is a very good chance that your teacher has absolutely no idea that you are getting frustrated and you are wanting feedback or you are wanting, you know, whatever the thing you want is. They may not even know that you care about improving your dancing or that you don't know what to work on. They may think, you know, because they've been in the world for so long that it's common sense that you need to work on X, Y, Z and don't even know that you don't know that and just assume that maybe you're not working on it. Like they could, there could be a million different things. Um, but said they may just, yeah, it's probably they don't, just don't even know that you care or that you want that feedback. So it's really important that you communicate what you are wanting. Another uh, thing to understand here is that teachers are there to help you, okay? And great teachers love coachable dancers. The whole fun part of teaching is to help dancers improve. So if a teacher knows a dancer is willing to listen and work to improve, teachers love that. A key thing here with this, to, uh, key, key thing to note here, is that when you're receiving feedback, you've got to actually listen to it and work to improve it. If you take your teacher's feedback, okay, and you don't do anything with it, you're wasting both yours and your teacher's time. So don't do that. Another time I see um, dancers hesitate to ask for the help they need um, in class is when they aren't uh, getting parts of their steps. So for example, um, I don't do, like in one-on-one -on -one coaching, I don't do like, you know, the core, obviously not the choreography part or do a lot with like the rhythm and timing, you know, of steps because that's, you know, what they do in dance class. Um, so if you're having problems like figuring out an area um, in your timing or your rhythm, it's okay to ask your teacher for the help you need. Um, that's why your teachers are there. When you are proactive and you seek guidance versus simply waiting around and hoping someone will give you the help you need or give you what you want, you're, you're better able to identify areas for improvement and work towards refining your skills. And that will ultimately help you grow as a dancer and as a human, okay? So that's one of the reasons it's so important to ask for what you want. Second reason it's really important to ask for what you want is it helps you build strong relationships within your community. 
By communicating your desires and your needs, you'll create a supportive network of people who are willing to help and support you on your dancing journey. Let's face it, we all know here that Irish dancing is sometimes hard. Not just physically, but it can be mentally time, tough at times too. Rather than bottling up everything you're thinking, learn to ask for the support you need. That sense of community and camaraderie can help build a positive and encouraging environment that will boost your motivation and passion for Irish dancing. I want you to imagine something you're really good at in dancing. Okay, because this will kind of help you understand that concept fully. Okay, so imagine something you're really good at. Maybe it's picking up new steps or jumping higher or getting new moves or getting the rhythm and timing down or whatever it is. Now, I want you to imagine there's someone in your class who is struggling with that thing, okay, that you're really good at and they come up to you and ask for help. Chances are it would probably make you feel pretty good about yourself and you'd be more than happy to help them. And helping them would make you feel really good and build that connection with that person. As humans, we are wired for connection. We crave a sense of community and connection with those around us. When someone asks us for help, it gives us a sense of belonging and connection. My whole point here is asking for what you want in a kind and clear way usually helps us build connection with others. Okay, so that was number two. And then last thing here um, for reasons it is important to learn to ask for what you want is asking for what you want is a lifelong skill that instills confidence and assertiveness in you as a dancer and as an individual. Asking for what you want is a big part of effective communication and create healthy relationships in all areas of your life. For example, something um, I know any adult listening to this can relate to um, is that at some point we have to learn and accept that our significant others, other, I don't want to say others, I don't know, <laughs> other <laughs> can't read our minds. When something is wrong, saying everything is fine and rolling our eyes when our partner asks what's wrong is not helpful when trying to resolve issues. Even though we'd like to think that our partner can read our mind, they can't, right? It's our responsibility to communicate our needs. For younger dancers, you may have seen this happen in friendships before. Let's say you have a friend and they always say something that makes you feel bad. And I don't mean like bad intentionally, they're not trying to hurt your feelings, but they say something like that doesn't make you feel good. So maybe it's a joke that kind of has like a, you know, it's like pretend mean, but they're actually not like trying to be mean, but it hurts your feelings. Or it's a funny nickname or like a slightly embarrassing story um, or just something else you don't like when they bring up. And every time they do that, you feel annoyed or hurt, but you don't say anything. And so they continue to bring it up over and over and over again, thinking that you're both having fun. 
In most cases, your friend probably has no idea that that thing bothers you. They can't read your mind. It's not anyone's responsibility to read your mind. It's your responsibility to develop the skill of communication and to communicate your needs to others. So how do you actually ask for what you want in a way that is clean and effective and not that's like bossy and whiny because no one likes being bossed around or listening to someone's whining and no one wants to come across as bossy or whiny, okay? No one wants to be a Karen or wants to listen to a Karen. So <laughs> so how do you communicate in your way, oh, your needs in a way that is kind and clear, um, but still effective? So let's get into it. First off, when you are asking for what you want, you want to be specific. Okay, let's go back to our example of asking for more feedback in class. When you dance at a fesh, okay, you don't do well, you go to class wanting more feedback, you go up to your teachers, um, and let's say you're you know, wanting specific feedback, but rather than asking for that specifically, you say, what should I do better? Okay, that's not a very specific question. Your teacher may say something like, practice more or work harder or you know just keep going or whatever it is instead if you want to get a better answer you need to start asking better questions so get really specific with your questions um, to get you know what you need or what you want something like this may work better I've been having a tough time placing a fesches, and I know there are things I need to improve. Can you watch my dancing and let me know what I need to work on the most so I can practice it? That way you're asking your teacher for something very specific, okay? And you'll get a much better answer than asking for something kind of just broad and yeah, open-ended. Okay, let's go over number two here. And that is communicate in I statements, not you statements. This is a trick that, so my mom is a counselor and this is a trick um, that she's taught me and I found, I found it very helpful in asking for what you want and conflict resolution um, of like any type. Just overall, like building good relationships. This is very, very helpful. So uh, listen up. Okay, so asking for what you want is about asking, right? You are not blaming someone for not reading your mind. When we ask for what we want, it's very important that we take self-responsibility. One way to communicate this is by using I statements. Um, let's take our earlier example again, okay? So you're going up to your teacher asking for feedback. Um, when you do that, here's what an I statement would sound like. I'm having a hard time in competition and I feel like I need some extra guidance. Then you can ask, um, can you watch my dancing and tell me what I need to improve the most? In that statement, you're taking responsibility for your improvement. You're not, you know, blaming your teacher for not for them magically helping or, you know, magically making you improve and simply asking for what you want. Now, take that same statement 
and let's make it a you statement so you guys can see the difference here. So this is the you statement. You don't help me enough when preparing competition and you never give me feedback. Can you watch my dancing and tell me what I want to improve the most? That statement doesn't show you taking responsibility for your own improvement. Instead, it feels like you're passing the blame to someone else, and in this case, your teacher. When you pass the blame to another person, you start saying, you do this, and you always do that, you never do this. It puts people in a defensive mode and makes them less likely to help you out because they're feeling attacked. And I feel like, you know, we've always, everyone listening has probably experienced that in some like some situation said maybe it's like a relationship maybe it's in school maybe it's in business maybe maybe it's you know in whatever area of your life but when we are being blamed and it's like you 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 that doesn't make us feel good right it makes us feel attacked puts us in defense mode it makes us way less likely to help the other person um more likely than not we tend to like shut off or get really defensive so instead, stick with I statements for when you're asking for what you want. Okay, so number three here. Um, third thing you wanna keep in mind when asking for what you want is to listen and take action. When you ask for what you want, asking is only one part of the equation. Then you actually have to listen to the answer and take ba action based on that answer. Going back to our earlier example, if you ask your dance teacher for feedback and they give it to you, and then they look over in class five minutes later, you're like goofing around or you know just standing there and you're not actually working to improve it, they're way less likely to give you more feedback. Just because you're not, like your, your actions are, um, speak just as loudly, if not more loudly, than your words, okay? So even if you are verbally asking something, but then your actions turn around and you're just goofing off and not really listening to them, your body language and your actions are telling them that, you know, you don't really care or you're not really listening to them or what they're saying isn't valid. Um, and no one wants to continue giving feedback to someone who doesn't care about what they have to say. This is just one example, obviously, um, but this applies to any kind of response to asking for what you want. It's very important that you listen to it and then take action based on your conversation. Okay, so let's go into number four here. Um, and then, so the fourth thing you wanna keep in mind with uh, when you're asking for what you want, and this one's kind of icing on the cake, but if you do it, um, it really helps to show that you value another person's words and actions and build a healthier connection. And that's to follow up, okay? Um, so an example of following up would be, let's say you ask your teacher for more feedback. Okay, I know we're using that example a lot. Uh, they give it to you, you work on it. And then the next week you come back to class, you go up to your teacher and ask if you've made the improvements they said you need to make. That shows you care about what you say and are coachable. And when your teachers know that you are coachable and open to feedback, you'll get more feedback. This also applies to the relationship examples we talked about earlier. 
if you have a conversation with your friend and you know acknowledge something that they're doing um, that you know hurts you and you ask for what you want and they change that like they stop doing that thing a thank you and acknowledging that change goes a long way okay so that's all I have for you today on our topic. Um, but before we go, if you are doing nationals this year and are serious about improving your strength and conditioning and overall performance, now is the time to start a coaching program. And guys, I cannot emphasize this enough because there's always someone who will like message me two or three weeks before nationals or a major wanting to see like big changes in their dancing and that it doesn't work like that <laughs> okay you can make some improvements right before a major but the best time to build strength and power and make big changes in your dancing is further out from a major competition so if you are wanting to get strong and fit and improve your power and performance at nationals now is the time to sign up for a coaching program. The reason it doesn't work very well to wait as you get to, uh, uh, till you get closer to a program or closer to a competition is because as you get closer to a major, you actually want to back off your strength work a tiny bit so you have more energy for dance class and recovery. Uh, so you can't really make as much progress in your strength like a few weeks before a major. Therefore, if you are doing nationals, start strength training now, if you haven't yet. If you already have, great, keep going. That way you can build a solid foundation of strength and improve your power before you have to taper back before nationals. If you're interested in working with me in uh, my one-on-one -on -one coaching program, I'm taking on about five more dancers before nationals. Um, so you can learn more about the program, okay, and you know, yeah, get all your questions answered um, by heading to www.ruefeshfit.com. Um, and that's spelled A-R-E-Y-O-U-F-E-I-S-F-I-T. Um, and if you still have questions after looking at the site and want to learn more, you can shoot me an email at feshfitonline at gmail.com. I'm more than happy to answer, you know, as many questions as, as you have. Cool. Well, thanks so much for listening today, guys. Um, like I said, if you like the podcast, please rate and review it. And I will talk to you guys next time. Thanks so much for listening.